This is a Founding Media podcast. Welcome to the Apple a Day Doc Talk podcast, a show that combines concepts of fitness with medicine to focus on primary prevention and disease management. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Ramdeen. This week, we are finishing up our series discussing postural abnormalities. I'm sitting down with physical therapist Eric Finger to discuss what these abnormalities look like, what can be done to prevent them, and what to do when you have them. If you missed our other conversations about upper and lower cross syndromes, make sure you go back and take a listen. On this episode, Eric and I are digging into ankle distortion syndrome, also known as pronation distortion syndrome. First, I want to introduce Eric. Eric is a mobile physical therapist, so he's here in the Austin area. Um, He'll come to your house. He'll go to your business. He'll go wherever you are. Yep. Right? Exactly, yeah. And he uh, is a Midwesterner, began his formal education at the University of Kansas, and he was on the varsity swim team. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And so got your bachelor of science there in exercise science and then completed your graduate training at Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center in 2002. He then graduated and had a very impressive postgraduate continuing education regimen, um, uh, becoming an APTA, board certified orthopedic specialist and a fellow of the American Academy of Orthopedic Manual Physical Therapy. And this is a distinction that less than 10% of physical therapists have in the United States. So um, tell me a little bit about that, Eric, and yeah. why you, you got yeah. that certification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, after, you know, getting out of school and such, I kind of had this, like, I need something. I need to, you know, <laughs> go back and do a little training and such. So, you know, um, in the physical therapy board, uh, world, you know, mm-hmm. going board certification is the kind of the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, um, kind of uh, looking at your competency and such. And it, it was a great way to kind of refresh on things, learn other things. And it really helped with my practice. Um, and I went into a manual therapy uh, fellowship, which mm-hmm. was great, um, working with some of the top therapists here in the country and here locally too. They were wow. the lead yeah. faculty and such. Mm-hmm. So um, manual therapy really allowed me to, um, you know, learn techniques from um, just you know, be more <clears throat> better, uh, better at diagnosis and looking, you know, and analyzing movement and also just treating joints and muscles much, much and better. Some soft tissue work that you talked about doing, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Soft tissue work, um, joint mobilizations, um, and just really analysis too. I think really having a better a keen eye at, 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 Doing what PTs do, we we kind of analyze yep. movement all day. I yep. catch myself even just when I'm <laughs> walking around. Ooh, look at that! And one of the reasons why I, I like working with Eric and we uh, take care of mutual patients because he's also um, very into fitness, so understands this population very well. He um, likes to compete in triathlons, uh, yeah. escape from Alcatraz, Ironman seventy point three, right? Yeah, so you're a pretty intense guy. <laughs> Name that yet, but uh, that's about uh, the triathlons are fun, you know. Being yeah, a former swimmer yeah. and such, it's kind of my way to kind of stay in the do a little competition and keep my fitness up too. It's so. good, it, it does give us a good insight into the patients we take care of too. You know, yeah. we're asking questions about these things, it's nice exactly. to be able to say, Hey, yeah, I, I do this too, exactly. And um, you're married, you've got uh, three kids. Tell Two. me about the family. Oh boy, so we got <laughs> a 12 uh, year old, a nine year old, and then 
keep it interesting at two year olds. Oh, so it's it's quite busy at our house. You get but a couple of free babysitters it. there, then. Yeah, well, yeah, we're, we're one's in training and she's doing a heck of a job. So yeah, Excellent. it's great, Excellent. It's good stuff. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Eric, thanks again. Thanks for coming, and uh, just wanted to talk a little bit of another common postural abnormality that mm-hmm. we see: um, ankle distortion syndrome. Let's talk a little bit about that, and tell me what you know, you look for what you see or mm-hmm. what you think of when you hear that term. Yeah, ankle distortion. So yeah, uh, ankle distortion syndrome, what, what I think of is I go down at the foot and I'm thinking of what we call an overpronation. Mm-hmm. So pronation is, think of, of a foot that is flattening out, losing its arch and, mm-hmm. and rolling inward, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the importance of this or where this can become an issue is that it doesn't, not only does it affect the tissues and the, and the, and the mechanics at the foot, right. but it can affect everything up the chain. When I say chain, meaning the knee, the mm-hmm. hips, and then the hips are intimately attached to the spine. So even issues up there. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's not just a foot issue. It can be an, a, a whole, an entire body. Right. And one of the problem. things we've been saying through this three part series is that these postural issues, they're not just you know, aesthetic issues. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That one little thing in that kinetic chain that you talked about mm-hmm. can run its way all the way up, you know, right. to the knees, to the hips, to the spine and, and cause problems. Cause issues, cause yeah. um, overuse problems in the mm-hmm. in the uh, tendons and the, 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 the muscles. And then even kind of, if, if your mechanics are off, uh, make the joints work over time mm-hmm. and you can start getting some, you know, wear, wearing issues there as well. Is this a common issue that you see posturally speaking or you know at the foot and anecdotally you know from my mm-hmm. my experience mm-hmm. I, I you know being down here in the south it's hot a lot of right. far, you know right. majority of the year so people tend to wear more you know flip-flops and such you know yeah. shoes without support right and what I saw in the clinic you know when I was um, prior to starting my business was uh, teenagers especially mm-hmm. um um, females, girls going into puberty mm-hmm. when their bodies are changing mm-hmm. and they have these issues down at the feet can really wreak havoc on their knees. And that's, and then that, I, and you'd, you'd, uh, you know, your folks are like, well, what happened? I didn't have an injury or such. And right. Like, well, so I think a lot of it, the feet can really, you know, by, you know, poor, um, choice of shoe wear or mm-hmm. having, you know, lack of support mm-hmm. down there, um, Arch really, supports, yeah, yeah. Arch support yeah. can really um, cause some issues. Now, I'm not saying that we have to wear short or shoes all the darn time, <laughs> but if you have a propensity, you know, if your genetics do play a role here, if your parents had really flat feet and you mm-hmm. have flat feet, and and you know, and you're not doing exercises that would engage those muscles down in the foot, those postural muscles, if you will, in the foot, right? Yeah, you you can set yourself up mm-hmm. um, for some issues. Okay, and then you mentioned genetics a little bit, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, if your if your parents have it or one of your parents have it, you may have that flat arch you're talking about, which causes your feet to collapse towards the midline, the center of your body, and that right. cause that pronation issue. Right. Any other um, any other one that you think about that's likely to suffer from this, either through lifestyle or genetics, even? Yeah, I th- um, f- folks, you know, when I, I I'll, I'll take a step back from I was 
talking about you know uh, you know teens going right. through puberty mm-hmm. and such as the pelvis um, starts to broaden with um, females, mm-hmm. um, the angles from of the uh, of where the legs meet the leg bone meeting down at the knee mm-hmm. that ankle can change and you can start developing some um, kneecap pain and such. Um, maybe folks who are hypermobile just by in mm-hmm. general mm-hmm. Um, hypermobile meaning um, maybe really lax you know that person who can straighten their elbows out and it looks right. like it's a reverse curve, <laughs> someone who can pull their finger back. Mm-hmm. Um, kind ha- of a hyper-elasticity type. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, know, I, joint you, issues. you can see that. Yeah. Um, uh, where it where it becomes a problem though is, is um, as we've mentioned, how when the when that foot hits and collapses, it mm-hmm. really does make a change at the at the knee and as well up at the hip and such. And that's okay. where we can start getting ourselves in trouble if we're doing a repetitive activity. And and what are the typical symptoms that you see? Obviously, they have the flat arch mm-hmm. and um, knee pain, hip pain. What are, what are the common yeah. types of symptoms that so, you see? Yeah, yeah. So. From an observation point of view, what mm-hmm. I, I mean, literally what I see is when, when I have someone come in, let's say with a, a foot issue mm-hmm. or a maybe a knee or hip, first thing I'm going to do is put them in a one-legged stance to see mm-hmm. how well they can balance. That tells right. me a ton. And then from there, I like to, I can kind of see who's not doing their job. And, and when you say not doing their job, let's say you put them in that one-legged stance mm-hmm. and they have this mm-hmm. you know, ankle distortion. What happens to them when they're in that stance? Yeah, yeah. So as that, let's say that foot collapses in as we predict. What we're going to see then is the the knee kind of rotate, if you can, yeah, rotating inward. And the thigh kind of coming towards midline, what we call adduction, okay? So it's almost a a rolling in of the the upper and lower leg as that, uh, we call it the term valgus collapse, if you will. and valgus is pretty much the inward pointing right. of the knees. Like knee knocked. And, Someone knee knocked knees, exactly. Would be, have yep. a valgus. Valgus, is, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, yeah, so that's, 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 that's that first thing I'll be looking at. Like, how well can they stand? Right. Not only does that tell me what tissue, you know, what joints aren't working, but it mm-hmm. also gives me a little idea on maybe the supporting muscles. Mm-hmm. So we can go up the chain to the hips, mm-hmm. to the big muscles, the, the glute max, mm-hmm. and its job is to kind of derotate, if you will, kind of rotate outward and keep the pelvis level. External and the rotation. Knees. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So kind of it helps combat a strong, mm-hmm. a strong um, glutes help combat that, that falling in or that valgus collapse. So, um, Going back, kind, kind of like what we were talking about with uh, lower cross syndrome, exactly. having weak glutes yeah. and having that big curve in your lumbar spine. Mm-hmm. So, do you tend to see those occur together much? The lower cross syndrome and the pronation distortion syndrome or ankle distortion. Syndrome? You know, I mean, it's hard to say, but yet they do kind of follow each yeah. other. You know, mm-hmm. because I do see a lot of folks. You know, when I'm when I'm uh, you know someone who comes in with low back pain, mm-hmm. who I'm treating, I'm course, I mean, my observation, I'm seeing, looking at their feet too. What else could be causing, you know, this back pain, especially if there's right. some asymmetries, right. um, um, at the hip, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm looking down the chain to kind of see. So, and, um, any specific, so, so let's say they're in that one-legged stance, they mm-hmm. kind of roll everything inward and collapse mm-hmm. inward. What are some of the things that you'd want to do with them beside trying to strengthen their glute max? Mm-hmm. Well, I would, I would also, in an evaluation, what I'd also be looking at are um, 
looking at the joints, making mm-hmm. sure the joints are moving appropriately. Are they moving too much? Or are they not enough? Are some not participating mm-hmm. enough? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the, <clears throat> the hip is notorious for being too stiff mm-hmm. and causing mm-hmm. that inappropriate um, movement inward. And uh, when it's not moving well, it also has a tendency to turn off the supporting cast that we already talked about, the mm-hmm. important glutes. So I'm looking at joints. I'm looking at um, 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 the muscles that connect to the affected joints, mm-hmm. the, the bigger muscles. Is their flexibility appropriate? Is it too tight? Is it too lax? So those are things too. And, and when you see something like that and you know that their their arches are collapsed and that's at least part of the problem here mm-hmm. in rolling them inward, do you recommend that they – see maybe a podiatrist or get arch supports or anything that yeah. will help support that arch? That's a, that's that a great question. Yeah. So I, I will, t- my first thought is to see if, can this, can we correct this by just doing strengthening exercises and such? Mm-hmm. If the collapse is mm-hmm. so great, um, then I'll suggest, you know, uh, potentially going to the podiatrist and such, um, and, and going for that kind of that rigid orthotics. Mm-hmm. Technology has, has been has allowed us now that um, folks are um, business corporations are making some really mm-hmm. nice off the shelf um, orthotics, mm-hmm. and I typically start there. Just right. to, it's it's a little to be honest, it's easier on folks' pocketbook. Right, right. and um, there's some decent ones that you can purchase off the shelf for a fraction of kind of the cost right. of of, uh, yeah. of the ortho of the orthotic. Um, do you have them do that as part of your regimen, or or is it? Maybe a case by case basis. I'd say case by case, kind of looking at you know their activity level, Mm -hmm. their their you know how are they how compliant they're going to be with some (laughs) of the exercises. I mean, truthfully, I'm looking at a lot of different things because this is kind of like it's going to help, but it's not really going to treat the underlying issue. It's just going to support them while you're trying to correct. Yeah, to to correct the the uh, mechanics. Yeah, so it's more of a kind of like those postural braces for upper cross syndrome to pull your shoulders back. Oh, those (laughs) that doesn't really those make me gag a little bit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it's a. Yes, I won't totally put them to that side, but yeah, it's right. a nice corrective measure to kind of mm-hmm. maybe like a like a shim in a house, you know, kind right. of bring things a little more Avoid level. Avoid that and rolling kinda, inward. Yeah. yeah. And then give us a nice base to strengthen off of. Got you it. Know, yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. And then, um, so when when they have this ankle distortion syndrome or pronation distortion, what type of injuries do you find that they're susceptible to? Sure, now? sure. Yeah. yeah, so starting down on the foot, we um, think of plantar fasciitis. That's yep. a, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you can ask you know someone on the sidewalk, and about nine out of ten people will say, yeah, I've had it, and it's not fun. So that's a kind of a a repetitive stress injury to the fibrous um, tissue. Um, on the bottom of the foot, mm-hmm. moving up a little bit is the heel cord, the Achilles, mm-hmm. Achilles tendonitis mm-hmm. um, can develop from that. Mm-hmm. Again, from those poor mechanics that falling through, it's, think of these as repetitive stress injuries, um, moving up the chain up to mm-hmm. the knee, mm-hmm. um, kneecap issues or what mm-hmm. we call a patellofemoral syndrome, mm-hmm. if you will, that, you know, folks who are, um, uh, uh have that pain that just feels like it's underneath the kneecap pain after you've been sitting a while and you stand up and mm. it's that kind of ache some um that pain that when you do like a little squat you feel it kind of just yeah. a sudden your, yeah. you know those um and then even even in someone in an ath- in an athlete let's right. talk about if they have this tendency to fall in there and they have and they're and they don't have the strength 
up up the chain, um, mm-hmm. ACL tears, because that that position that we talked about, that rolling in, makes um, someone very susceptible mm-hmm. to um, tearing ligaments, and that's a that's a pretty big deal in the yeah. knee. Right? Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and, and when you say up the chain, um, tell us about the kinetic changes. So. Our yeah, audience yeah, understand sorry. what they mean, yeah. When, yeah, yeah, what yeah. we mean when we say that. So I'm, I'm thinking it, think of it, the, the body is kind of a linkage of different joints here. So we're down on that foot, mm-hmm. we've got the, at the starting at the ankle, which is then linked to the, the knee mm-hmm. and then literally linked up to the hip. I like to link the hip to the, the spine mm-hmm. and you could go all the way up to the, the head to be right. quite honest. Right. Yeah, this is the kinetic right. chain where we keep using this term because if you affect one piece of it, it's all linked. So it's not going to happen in a vacuum in an isolated fashion. It's going to affect the other pieces. And as we've mentioned in in our other podcast, the kind of the path of least resistance, the body is so smart. If it senses any weakness up the chain, Mm -hmm. it's going to say, let's let the forces kind of go through there. And that's where folks can get themselves in trouble for those, you know, repetitive stress injuries and such. Right. And um, any particular exercises in the gym? That you would say, well, maybe you might want to avoid that or drop your weights if you have this pronation distortion, ankle distortion. Great question. My first thought would be anyone who's doing squats and such, Mm -hmm. before you start really increasing the weight, go in front of a mirror Mm -hmm. and do, you know, or, you know, and do a squat and make sure that that you can do it without your knees Mm -hmm. kind of coming together as if they're Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, going to touch. You need to be able to do a a squat and use an appropriate weight where your legs um, are, you know, square in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, the the kneecaps are aligned with maybe the, like the second and third toe, mm-hmm. not deviating inward because that's where you're going to get in, in trouble. So I think um, being really specific with your technique, aware of your mm-hmm. your body, you know, body awareness with exercise will really keep you healthy. And this is why just an assessment with your physician, with your physical therapist, we want to make sure, um, even your personal trainer, you know, yep. you just want to make sure that somebody is looking at this alignment before you start loading that barbell up with a lot yeah. of weight. And yeah. then now that weight's going to be taken in your knees or yes. in your hips and yeah. in places where you don't want it. Yeah. And when you're doing that squat, where are you pushing through in your feet when you're, when you're getting up from being right. down low to up high? How should they visualize or concentrate on Great where that question. force goes. Yeah, yeah. So there's uh, the the tendency is for folks to be more quad dominant. Mm-hmm. My bias, and mm-hmm. as we talked about, remember how important the glutes are, is to let the 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 glutes be the primary mover of a squat. To do that, to really bias the hips, what one has to do is to think about when you squat to really push the hips backwards, um, as if you're sitting into a chair. Right. You know, like or you know, going down to the commode. It's that's what that's what we want to see. We don't want the knees passing the toes. We don't want the kneecaps going past the toes. Mm-hmm. We want we want the hips to be doing more of it. And you're going to notice as you do that, your weight's going to shift back onto your heels right. Right. as you press up. And you'll you'll notice you, as you as you push to stand, you'll notice the, and the I glutes engaging. That's a great point there. The key where the force has got to go through your heels. And another way to do it, you imagine it's like sitting in a chair. Try just sitting in a chair, you know, and getting up from a chair and totally getting agree. used to that yeah. movement. You'll be surprised. You'll be, if, if this is something you deal with, if you just get rid of the weights and just start working with body weight, you will get a workout. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't be confused. Yeah, you start, if you really start honing in on your technique, right. um, you can get 
great workout. And that. once you understand that link, that myoneural connection mm-hmm. of what you're supposed to flex, how you're supposed to move with using body weight or no weights, mm-hmm. when you do use weights, you're going to be more likely to engage the right musculature. Right. Yeah. You're going to be more efficient mm-hmm. mover, if you will, or machine. <laughs> and yeah, you're, you're, you'll, I think you'll notice the, the ability to do it, number one, more comfortably, but also and be able to have more power. You'll feel feel stronger when you're when you're when you're doing the exercise so, excellent yeah and uh speaking of power eric uh <laughs> started a company called move empower concierge pt and if you're interested in him coming to take care of you or or you have yeah, any questions consultation for him, yeah consultation free consultations yeah great yeah he that's great and um if you're interested in doing that please visit the link in the show notes and i'd like to thank founding media for hosting us and we'll see you next We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks. Thank you again, Eric. I appreciate you taking the time to discuss all of these topics on the show. If you would like to learn more about Eric and his services, we put a link in the show notes. The Apple a Day Doc Talk podcast team includes me, Dr. Ram Dean, producer Mariah Gossett, and audio engineer Jake Wallace. Thank you to everyone at Founding Media for your support. The Apple a Day Doc Talk is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram at RamDeanMD, spelled R-A-M-D-E-E-N-M-D, or check out the link to my YouTube channel and website in the show notes. Thanks for listening.